Well, good morning. Happy New Year. Because this is the church's new year. We are delightfully out of sync with the secular world, especially during Advent when people are understandably getting ready for Christmas. We take a step back as Christians and quiet our minds and once again think about the reason that Mary will give birth in just a few weeks to a child, a very special child. And for some of us, it's known, Advent is known as a little Lent because it is a penitential season when we return to God through prayer, some fast, and penitential intentional reading. Some people don't think that Advent is all that important. Ask any child about it, and they will merely say it's just before Christmas, because for them that's the important day, Christmas Day. But we know better. We know that, well, I hope we do. Um, we know that Advent gives us a chance to collectively breathe, and calls to mind what is important to us. Yes, the things of Christmas, the trappings, the, and the wrapping paper, and the gift giving, and the parties are all important. Because as we know, Jesus loved a good party. Think about the wedding at Cana. Think about all of the meals that he shared, especially in the Gospel of Luke. It is so prevalent that Jesus ate and drank with not only friends, but with strangers and outcasts. Advent calls to mind those people who we don't necessarily run into or choose to run into, the outcasts. Percy Martin has written a book, or Martin Percy, excuse me, has written a book called An Advent Manifesto. And it's about this very thing that we are commanded by God through the birth of Jesus to think about a new way to live and a new way to be and a new world to embrace. The book goes through the four weeks of Advent and discusses ways in which we can further our relationship with God and indeed deepen it. Some of what he has to say brings us up short because he asks when Jesus returns, what, is the, what are the tables that he is going to overturn? Who are the people that he is going to chastise? Is it going to be people like us? Or is it going to be the rich and the powerful? The people that scorn mere mortals. We sit in these pews week after week, year after year, through a lifetime, and focus on what is important to us, and who is important to us, and what do we want this world to look like? And that is what Advent asks us. What do you want 
for this world. And then when you find it, do it. Don't just wait for the next person to come along with the best idea. You have good ideas. I have good ideas. We all collectively have excellent ideas. That if we, as Martin says, could harness the power of what we believe, our thoughts, our ideals, how the world could suddenly change. And that this church, which he believes is a temporary construct, would fall away. Because we will no longer need to come somewhere. The kingdom will have come and all will be fed and clothed and housed. Especially here at Emmanuel, where we know how important the soup kitchen is, shelter care is. Those are the places that we know the least and the lost are noticed and bound up and cared for. They're not easy things to do. They make us uncomfortable. Not because of the people we serve, but because we worry or become concerned about what they'll think about us. Do they, will they believe that we're just doing this because it's a feel-good moment? Or are we doing it because it's something we actually live and breathe? I would say it's the latter. Those of us who serve do it because it's what we believe is right what God has called us to do. And they're hard things to do. Nothing for God is ever easy. Samuel Taylor Coleridge was a poet and a theologian and is quoted in the book saying, if you prefer Christianity to Christ, you'll end up loving yourself more than anything or anyone else. It will turn, to be, turn out to be a close, cozy club with people who think and act like you. A cozy club full of people who think and act like you. That's not what the church is. The church is the place where the addicted and the sick and the depressed and the alcoholic can come and find solace and comfort. It's the place where we all can find solace and comfort, especially during this time of year when so many people feel lost and alone. Dare I say people like me and perhaps people like you. For many of us, Christmas and Advent are not happy times. They force us to come face to face with our own mortality, as well as all of those things that didn't turn out the way we had expected. The shattered dreams and the forgotten memories. 
So this Advent, when Christ comes into your heart, excuse me, and wants to overturn a table, let him come in and do such a thing because those are the ways that the world will change and the church will no longer be needed. That is the dream of God. The dream of God is that we won't have to come together to do God's work. We will do it because we choose to, because there is no other way. When the second coming is around the corner, which Jesus tells us it is, it won't be for us to stand aside and let it happen. We'll be the ones helping turn over the tables. We'll be the ones who are standing there feeding the hungry and clothing the naked. It'll happen any day. We tend to believe that it'll be off into the future. But I'm not so sure about that. And yes, the church is full of broken people. And that's where the broken people like me and like you ought to be. The people who need God are here because God needs us. So for this Advent, turn over a few tables. Go out on a limb. Tell someone that you love them, that you care for them. Say hello to a stranger with a smile. And once you do it one time, you'll find so much easier. And you'll do it over and over. And suddenly, the kingdom will have come. Amen.